I don't know what technology is. <laughs> silly me. So, so silly. Um, how are you guys doing stuck inside your homes? Are you going insane by this uh, point? No, because I still have to work. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's right. What about so you? work is keeping you busy. Well, yeah, you're the only one who's, you know, stuck inside. So how are you feeling? Right. How am I feeling? <laughs> well, 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 yeah, you know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm not definitely not going insane um, yet. Um, I, I've been talking to some stumps lately outside, but, you know, they're real friendly. They're real friendly. So I don't think necessarily that's a negative thing. I don't think that's bad. Um, one of them is mildly racist, so I've stopped talking to that one. But uh, other than that, I'm actually doing pretty I'm actually doing pretty good as far as as far as my sanity. I'm doing pretty, pretty good. Um, so well, that's no, a but, fucking lie. <laughs> I don't know what day it is uh, today. I barely have any grasp of timing. I set my digital calendar literally every single day to give me reminders an hour ahead of time, two hours ahead of time, three hours, one day, two days, and then a week uh, uh, beforehand because it's so much tougher to keep track of things because I have no routine anymore. It's just insanity all the time. Uh, So uh, other than that, because I have like such a... um, and I, I, I am going to brag for a second. I am. I, I have a beautiful home studio and I've added a ton of upgrades recently uh, because I've got my home studio. I've actually been doing uh, really good. I feel comfy in here. I, I can literally do nine to five in here Monday through Friday um, and my sanity stays. So I'm, I'm lucky. I'm privileged is what I'm saying. So I've actually w- been doing pretty good. Windows with some nice sunlight. So you, oh, yeah. You got to make sure you get that sun. That's right. I get the sun in here. Um, you know, Juno will come and join me. Our mascot, Juno, our little Boston Terrier, will come and join me, and she'll sit in the sun, or she'll sit on my lap, or she's sitting on the uh, the couch right now, just relaxing. Um, so yeah, I've got the sunlight. You know, I, I can get some fresh air. Then I go and exercise after work or before work, um, uh, in between doing everything. So actually, I've I've been doing pretty good mentally. Um, but then again, a, I'm privileged and B I'm already an extremely introverted person. Like when I would see you guys for the podcast in person, it wouldn't seem like it because I'm always a weirdo, but, uh, it, when I would see you guys, I would be like, you're the first people I've actually seen in, in days, you know, even before the coronavirus hit. Uh, because I, I don't know, I was just so used to being on my own a lot. However, what I am realizing is that. Uh, being an introvert is nice during quarantine, but now over time, I'm missing more and more actually seeing people. So I'm not going stir crazy. I don't need to run errands. What I do miss a lot is like interaction with my close, close friends and family. That really sucks that I can't like physically be around people anymore, you know? Right. So my, my question my question to you is, I think you kind of answered it, is are you even going outside? Obviously, you have to walk the dog and go to the gym and, you know, you run your errands every now and again. But like, are you going outside for like a walk? Do you guys go on like nature walks or something that you actually get to go and kind of experience like, hey, people, instead of just looking at them from outside the window? Or are you just completely avoiding that entirely? 
No, we still go on walks. Um, my mom was very kind enough to make us um, cloth mask, and then she also sent us some surgical masks from my dad's work because he works in the uh, in, in, at a medical um, facility. So um, we got some uh, surgical masks in, in case of emergencies. We need to like go out and we don't have a choice. Um, but yeah, we, we try and go on hikes as much as possible. Uh, and we try and go and hike in areas where there's not going to be a lot of people. The, the parks and the waterfalls that we like in Connecticut usually are relatively busy. However, you know, when you're out in the woods and you're on a trail, it's still pretty easy to keep it a, a pretty far distance from other people. And other people respect you enough uh, and each other enough that you can tell that they're still practicing uh, social distancing to an extent. Like some of them are just... You can, they're in huge crowds of like uh, 10 people. We saw uh, some very basic white girls uh, literally on the train tracks <laughs> uh, next to a, a field that we like to go to a lot who were literally taking like Instagram photos with like their photography equipment and the whole thing. And they were just sitting on the train tracks. And I was like, you guys are not siblings. Like you're not social distancing. So, you know, we, we avoid those people. Well, the good thing is, too, there's actually been a town in Connecticut, Stratford, that is fining anybody that uh, meets in groups of 10 or more people. I, I'm, I'm sorry, maybe this is harsh to like some people, but like, good. It's I know this sucks right now, but it's it'll suck worse when you have a family member die uh, who dies from this. Like, I mean, it, yeah, that's that's really true. <laughs> I, I mean, it really is. That's the way I see it is like I'll get over being stir crazy much faster than I'm going to get over a family member being affected by this. And if this is all I have to do is just go a little stir crazy and, you know, watch a little bit more Netflix, play a little more video games than I normally would. Like, yeah, that's pretty fucking easy. I, I feel like people are kind of being huge pussies about this. Certain people are being huge pussies about it and whining about, oh, I can't see this person. I can't go to a bar. Like, who gives a shit? Like, people are fucking dying. Nobody cares about the fact that you miss going out drinking with your friends. Like, think about how other people are fucking dying from this and and suck it up. Like, it's just, I, I, I can't stand the whole, you know, uh, first world, world problems thing. You know, we've got angry Maxwell on the program today. <laughs> I am. I'm 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 genuinely pissed off about this, how people are moaning and groaning about the littlest things. And I'm like, you know what? You've got it made so easy. So many of us have got it made so easy. We've got fucking houses and apartments we can stay in. We can order delivery for groceries. And even with all of that, we're just like, oh, but I like, you know, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, you know, it's it's fine to say that, but then to go and actually break quarantine in order to do it, you know, the the way I see it, the perspective I put it in, and maybe this is super harsh, but I just need to make this point, is if you go out, I want you to be okay with looking everyone in the eyes who you come in social contact with and anybody who gets sick because you went out, I want you to be okay with having to tell them the reason why you went out. If you went out because you need groceries or else you'll starve, that's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But if you went out because you were just bored and you want to go to the grocery store to kind of just walk around and say hi to people and then somebody dies because you were asymptomatic and you infected them, I want you to be able to look in the eyes of that family and tell them why you risked that person's life. Like, that's depressing and it's harsh, but it needs to be said. It is, you know? And you, of all so, people, you were first like to be on top of this. He texted us and he was very serious yeah. and he was like, 
I'm shutting hey it down, guys. And I'm like, <laughs> shutting it down. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, I totally see the concern. And I'm like, okay, if you don't want me to drive the hour, like, hey, no skin off yeah. my back. Like, let's, we'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. And of course, it's your studio and it's your equipment and everything. So, I'm like, yeah, obviously. And you just got to well, respect the wishes of like what the governor said. And like, yeah, Maxwell was. The first, he was on top of it. Nobody else it's true. took better care no, it, of warning us <laughs> than Max. Well, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, you, I mean, the text messages that went out between us were just kind of like, hey, we have to improvise. Like, not because you know, it's not because like, oh, social distancing or whatever. It's like, no, this could this is really serious. Like, it's I don't be a while. We don't want. Yeah, it is a while. I mean, I haven't seen like the three of us together in. I gotta be like three months, two months at this point. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time we were together? Happened. Like late or, or early, early March at this point. Like, God, I fucking yeah. miss you guys. <laughs> no, I miss you guys too. This this sucks. I don't want to go through this, but I'm just doing what I can because what if I pass something along to you guys and your and your body can't handle it? What if you pass something along to to me and Molly and our bodies can't handle it? You know, Molly was actually the, the one of the first people to tell me that she was like, you know, it's so funny. You were one of the first people to be like really paranoid about this whole thing, and she and even her, she was like uh, thinking, oh, it's gonna be like H1N1, it's gonna be like Ebola, it's gonna you know, it, it's gonna blow over. We're gonna find a cure where it, things are gonna be okay, and I was like, I just feel like we're not gonna be. So let's hunker down in case that's it, in case that's what happens. I went to Costco. I got toilet paper. I got you know uh, paper towels. I got all this stuff. I got hand soap. This was way before there were any like warning warnings. This was even before it came to like Washington. And then finally, I was right. And believe me, I'm not happy about being right. I didn't want to be right. Well, yeah. one of the things too. Um, one of the things too, we kind of have to look from experience. Ebola was kind of like one of those things that we viewed from afar. Like I was a, I was a senior in high school when that went down. It was the summer of me becoming, uh, like a post high school student. It was 2014, and like you I didn't become really a man. Yeah, yeah. Well, that took a little <laughs> bit longer. Um, but you know that whole experience was just kind of like, eh, it doesn't really affect us. H1N1. Okay, yeah, you heard about it. I was in junior high at the time. And, you know, you heard about it, but you never really, it never really hit home. We've already, as of right now, we have twice the number of deaths than the entire pandemic of H1N1. And, like, we have double the deaths. Like, not by a little bit, but, like, we are in we are in unprecedented territory. Like this is this is this shit is serious, man. Yeah. And I remember I, I fully admit, I remember being like, Man, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm just gonna continue to go out. No no flu doesn't scare me. I'll completely admit right <laughs> now, I was dead wrong. Dead fucking wrong. Did you and see that? And that's why uh, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> did you see the viral video of the girl who's sitting down in uh like she's herself? So there's like the January version of her and then there's the present day version. And she's trying to explain to her what life will be like without like saying too much. And it's just too funny because like the January version of yourself is like, yeah, I really feel like like the wildfires in Australia is going to be like the really terrible, like defining moment of 2020. And they're like, (laughs) (laughs) the wildfires. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those. Like, yeah, that's not good. 
<laughs> no, that's not that. It's it's fucking terrifying. And again, I didn't want to be right. I was like, you know what? This is probably I'm probably just being paranoid. I, you know, I, I I was paranoid about Ebola. I was like, I'm going to die from Ebola. The second it hit uh, uh, and there was like a, an unconfirmed potential case in the United States, I was like, I'm going to die. I'm definitely going to die. It's 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 coming to me. It's coming after me. It specifically wants me. I'm definitely going to die. Uh, and I was wrong. And I was so happy that I was wrong. It disappeared. And then all of a sudden this shit happens. And I, I, I I'll admit too. I my paranoia started to kind of like die down just a little bit. And I was like, OK, you know, it's it came to America, but maybe it won't spread. Maybe it won't get too bad. Then all of a sudden it was in Washington and then it started killing off people in the in the retirement homes. I was like, oh, OK. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're you know, we're not in the red yet. Not in the red yet. Everything's OK. <laughs> then it starts hitting California, then New York, then Connecticut. Then like all of these states started having confirmed cases. And then all of a sudden it's in New York and it's like slowly making its way to Connecticut. And that's when I like truly started to like really panic. And I remember that first week where all the universities where I teach went fully online. And I remember that first day having to video chat with all of my students for like a full 24 hour block to let them know what was going to happen. That was probably the strangest day of my fucking life. The strangest yeah. day because I told them they were like, do you know what's happening? Like, you know, are we going to be able to do this or that? Can we go back to the university to pick up our stuff? Do, you know, should we do this? And I told them, listen, I have absolutely no idea. And I know that doesn't sound comforting, but that's just what we're dealing with. And this is one of the strangest, most defining moments of like human history, because we've had plagues before. But uh, a plague like this has not happened in like a hundred years. So, like this is oh yeah, insane. I mean it's it's literally the Spanish flu. You know this is, you know, and I don't really like calling it that because it wasn't really the Spanish flu. It was just kind of a strain of a virus that got around, and you Isn't know that this the is one kind nineteen eighteen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and you know the medical technologies back then was basically oh your finger hurts, chop it off, get rid of it, <laughs> like, be gone with you. We've never seen anything like this. We really haven't. And that's well, the scary thing about it, too. It's to just like we've just never seen it. Like now with planes and everything before, I mean, obviously they had the planes were invented, but like they weren't. They didn't. Use oh, yeah. Not do. commercial. You're right. So, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. the fact that it's worldwide is not surprising, but that's what I mean. Like now the death toll is going to go increasingly higher because it can go further and do probably more damage. It's just. Yeah, it's crazy to think like how quickly it spread and how I still don't have Lysol wipes. How many weeks do I have to God go damn. without Lysol wipes? Oh, That's I was insane. gonna I was gonna drop some off to you, but I don't know why I didn't. I haven't had time. Should, I'll do it this weekend. Well, I um, just I'm baffled. Off that you mic, have we'll talk them, about it, Christian. <laughs> I'm baffled. We got toilet paper. Yeah, just, we got Lysol wipes and toilet paper. Do you want some? I no toilet paper in Eastern Connecticut. We have no Lysol wipes. We I couldn't even find Lysol spray in Grahan today. Oh, my God. And you know what? The, the really funny thing is there are not that many cases at, well, I mean, knock on, I don't have a wood substance near me. I have wood. I'll girl. do it for you. I got okay, you, Okay, thank you. But as we're recording this, like, my county, New Haven County, is getting just smoked. I mean, we're getting our asses kicked down here. But- New right, London County. Have so many more cases. So I don't we know. Everybody have so went, many more cases, bro. Before we got a lot of cases, I guess. 
So that's the thing. Is it like, is it the habits of the people of New London? Is it the habits of the people of Tolland uh, County, of Wyndham County, that you I guys really don't have anything? We're just spread apart. And then the casino shut down and everything like fairly early. You know what I mean? So yeah, they were one of the first. They were like on Max's schedule. I think they got the mm-hmm. call from Max. <laughs> I, call, I called Foxwoods and uh, and, and, like, and I was like, down. you got to shut it shut down. It down. <laughs> and they were like, this guy sounds paranoid, but I think but we should trust I, him. I trust him. I don't know. I trust him. He's got a soothing voice. <laughs> well, we were talking about it like on the radio. Like who who has the key to that door? Like, what? Ha- like, who's ever had to lock it down before? It's, it's never been done. Yeah, and oh, you know, the, the interesting, yeah, the never, interesting thing is, the too, yeah, that's absolutely right, because they aren't technically state-run. They're their own independent nations. 24/7. So they could, have, they could have hypothetically stayed open. They could have done that. Uh, honestly, yeah. I think it would have... Uh, I... They, well, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, in principle, they could have stayed open. I'm not saying in practice they would right, have, right. but I'm saying in <laughs> principle, yes. Yeah, I don't think that's a great idea. You know, I'm no doctor, like I said. <laughs> yeah, being in a giant building that is confined with all of those other people that are probably not taking great care of themselves because you could still somehow fucking smoke in casinos. I don't want to be there right now. Yeah, and they're all a thousand years old. No disrespect, but you know, I've been to a casino a time or two, and you know, they're a little. My, my grandmother spent a lot of time in casinos, and I I know what goes on down there. You know, I know what the average age is. I know that the yeah. average person there is like a thousand years old, and it's fine. Do you? Do you? I'm not going to hate you. All for casinos it. are are just a fancy retirement home. That's all they well, are. And that's the thing. If they had stayed open, that virus would have gone through there like the fucking Kool-Aid man. Just like it would have ripped through people. It's just hard to imagine every hotel room is empty and like, you know what I mean? That's like, that's just crazy. I know it's true, but it's just like, how do you wrap your head around that? Yeah. I mean, how do you wrap Uh, your head around the whole thing? It's weird to think, so that's what I mean. Like, I don't know, in eastern Connecticut, what else we've got going on? We have, like, I mean, I checked, like, in New London County, and honestly, like, we we still had, yesterday, a few days ago, so by the time this is posted and everything, this would be old news, but, like, we were, like, still under 200 cases, while, meanwhile, the other state is, like, in the thousands in different counties. Each county's got thousands. I'm like, what is happening? And I... We don't have, again, of like a fraction of that. It's crazy. Well, I, I, maybe it has to do with like, I, I think I read uh, somewhere it has to do with how dense the population is. And, you know, in eastern Connecticut, it seems like a lot of the areas are secluded. A lot of it uh, is vacation areas. Um, you know, it's it's by the water. It's close to the water. So you're in an area that's, that's relatively secluded. It's not like a, a New York City where you just cannot avoid people. Like, if you want to avoid people, you can go to eastern Connecticut, you know? Yeah. It's a great place I've read to raise a family. And what I've noticed is that pl- great places to raise families are ones that aren't getting as hit as bad. Like, my parents are in New Hampshire, and they have, like, 300 hundred cases it's insane like throughout the whole state and it's insane oh but when i think about new hampshire and spread growing out. up there um oh yeah it's very spread out that's you know me and molly have talked about that that would be a, a a dream state for us to live in because uh not only because they have some great colleges that i would want to uh, uh work at but 
also because New Hampshire really is beautiful. We've all been there. We've all vacationed there together at my parents' place. If you want to not see people, that's pretty easy to do when you're oh, in New yeah. Hampshire. It's oh, it's yeah. it's difficult to see people when you live there. So if you put that in perspective. Uh, a lot of it has to do with the dense population, whereas New York is getting slammed because why wouldn't they be? When you're on a subway, you if one single person on that subway ride has uh, coronavirus, every single person who is going to get on that subway for the next 48 hours, even if that person leaves the subway, they're getting it. You are literally inches away from people when you're on a subway. And that's just it's, one person. Think about how many people that had it used the subway and then infected everybody else. That's why they have like whatever number they have, like 50,000 cases in the city has been on lockdown or some nonsense like that. But yeah, you're absolutely Time right. Times Square is empty. Yeah, that's dude. We looked at cameras of like Times Square and, you know, Fifth Avenue and Rockefeller Center and the Empire State Building. Bro, it's empty. There's nothing open. You literally right. can walk around. It, it, the city is basically under quarantine, whereas, you know, if you're not an essential worker, which I'm still trying to figure out what that is, we should be receiving hazard pay for that, by the way. And every every single person that's working right now should and going out and about should be receiving hazard pay. I agree. Straight up. If you're interacting with people, if you're a grocery store worker, if you're a postal worker, if you're a delivery person, whether it be for FedEx or Amazon or whatever, you should absolutely one billion percent be receiving like eight times your pay like this is insane that it's just like it, it, it hasn't happened yet it sucks it flat out but, sucks. it really and does there's nothing that can be done about it christian you're getting a 1200 dollars check why don't you shut up my gosh that's what the government <laughs> says i i will do the uh i will do the uh famous words of <laughs> of one Alyssa engdahl where i will say uh run me my money and that's not enough <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's yes, got to be at least three thousand. Okay, Ooh, three thousand yeah. would be nice. Me and, three thousand uh, would be nice. Co-host uh, Boomer, we were talking about this earlier. There were like some like just people with a lot of money got together and they fucking got in a room and they were like, "What do you think, guys? A thousand dollars? Like, should we just offer them like a thousand? And someone was like, "No, no, no. They're not gonna go for that. That's not enough. Let's go. Let's try twelve hundred. Hey, guys." You okay with twelve hundred? <laughs> All right, it seems yeah. to be going pretty good out there with the twelve hundred. Let's just let's let's run with that. Keep our heads yeah. down and let's go. Like because dude. it's like yeah, it's it's bullshit. The whole thing is bullshit. You can literally just be like, we're we're so far in debt. We're up to our eyeballs in debt. Doesn't matter. Give people two grand. I understand for families they're going to be getting I think twenty four hundred, <laughs> and I think for every kid they receive an additional five hundred dollars or so. Do the right thing. If you're an essential worker, if you're somebody that's working right now, you should be getting more money. Straight You up. should. 100%, I agree. You know? I think you guys should be getting hazard pay. You're going. You're still going to work. You're still interacting with your coworkers. Bro, people are stunned when we find out, when they find out that we're still at the station. People are like, holy shit, seriously? Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> party, don't, party don't stop. That's what we... <laughs> That's like part of the job, though. There's just like a journalist's respons a journalist's responsibility. My goodness, if I can talk, um, but yeah, like no, we have to. Like we're the like the news. I mean, I guess I'm a top forty station, so that's why I'm kind of saying that a little shaky. But like, I don't know. I feel this responsibility to the people who care about our radio station that I like have to keep them informed, and I just feel fortunate. 
that I'm still able to go and do that. And have it be live, too, because, like, I have this recording stuff here at home, but, I mean, I don't know. There's just something about it being live. It, mean, it makes the people feel, yeah. you know, they're informed. They're like, oh, this is somebody local. They're still coming into work. I mean, it's, you know, it's incredible. I mean, just just to point it out on um, when 9-11 was going on, literally when it was going on, Howard Stern was, went into the studio still. He went into the studio uh, to report what was going on. And like uh, the studio in a building in Manhattan, like it's, you know, radio personalities, this is, this really is their, their time to, to shine because at the end of the day, when the apocalypse happens, you, you turn to radio for your, for your news, for your sources, you know, you always want, yeah, Um, you always want to be connected and you always want to find out what's going on and being right now in news radio, it's, it's, like this is our time this is this is right it, i don't want to say it's fun because that's the wrong word to use but like getting people on getting experts on getting doctors on getting like state and local officials on and having them explain what's going on and they basically say kind of the same thing it's like this is all completely unprecedented territory like this is new for everybody like unless yeah. you're a billion years old you have not lived through a global pandemic like this one that's just the facts. And so we're all trying to figure this out together and they're doing the best that they can. But at the same time, that's why they get paid the big bucks and uh, right. we don't. <laughs> so well, be now from, from your perspectives as radio personalities, what have you noticed about people's reaction, especially to bringing on experts like interviewing experts or your listeners like this is a very weird time. How, how have your listeners changed like their reactions to things and calling in that whole thing? Do you want to take this one first, Alyssa? Because mine's a little, mine's long. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, like for me, again, just because we're so like music driven and everything like that, obviously, like the people who are essential and who are like either calling or texting us, they just basically just say like, thanks, or they'll ask for a request or something like that. And then I always throw it on because they're essential and they deserve it. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, yeah. f- just to know that somebody is, you know thinking of you and especially in your community and they know we're local and so we talk about things like that like I live right near Lawrence Memorial Hospital so like I saw they set up like this road sign like a construction sign (coughs) excuse me and they it says on it thank you to our healthcare workers all of our essential workers and stuff like that on the sign we could talk about that on the radio now and people who work there like it's just a big loop so like everybody can just acknowledge I mean other than that, like for the most part, I everyone's work schedule has completely changed. The people on the school buses and they're not driving their kids in. And so now we have to gear everyone to listen at home. And hey, listen, we know you probably still have to work at home or whatever. So like, why don't you wake up in the morning and like in your kitchen, listen to the radio instead of getting in your car and listening to it there. So it's like mm-hmm. you kind of have to change people's patterns a little bit. Honestly, I feel like I am holding the torch and carrying it for the people who are essential and still just want a little bit of normalcy in their morning. That's what I'm there for. That's how I feel my responsibility is to just alleviate some sort of stress and make you have some sort of happiness. Yeah, that's that's, I mean, that's, I almost don't want to go now because that really is <laughs> pretty good. That was an insanely beautiful sentiment. Yeah, that was, Thank that you, was Alyssa. pretty perfect. I mean, um, that was awesome. 
for for me, it's a little bit different because um, the colors that I have are kind of on the fence of whether or not to believe everything that's being reported to them. Whereas, like, it's not so much that we've had people call in and say, like, this is all one big hoax. And, like, guys, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I hate it. I hate to tell you, you this, take but, them like, off air? no, we are, like, try to explain to them, like, no, this is legit. Like, we have, well, the doctors are lying. Why would the doctors lie? That's not oh, their job. All of them. All oh, the yeah. doctors. Oh yeah, Do they, they just not hate... know somebody affected. No, because it's that's the that's the thing that I always bring up on air. I'm like, this is a real thing, and you're not gonna realize how close and how dangerous this really is until, like Maxwell said, it literally hits someone close to you. You're my not aunt going has to. It. Like oh, my shit. aunt in Michigan ha- has a positive case of it. Like it's scary as crap. Like oh my gosh, like that's wild. And so yeah, like. You're right. Once like somebody in your family has it, you're like, wait a minute. No. Yeah, it changes it changes everything. Like if I was on the fence about like, you know, oh, this is a conspiracy or whatever, and then somebody I know and love has it, like that would change my whole thing. I would be paying attention like twenty four seven to like any updates, any possible vaccines, any sort of like any literally anything that I could use to kind of alleviate my fears. But um yeah, I, I, shout out to Lawrence Memorial Hospital, by the way. They uh, set my nose back into place when I got my car accident, so oh. shout out to them. Oh, my God. Nice. <laughs> that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, wow. my, my, yeah, th- yeah, that was a lot of fun. We'll get into that at a later time. But, um, yeah, it, it really is scary because we have an older audience that is at risk. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm offending anybody when I say people over a certain age are more at risk for this thing. They're more at risk for getting sick. They're more at risk for falling. They're more at risk for, you know, going into the hospital. They're more, some of them are in assisted living homes and you see all the horror stories about like, there was a stat that I think 40%, this is going to be an outdated stat by the time this comes out, but as of right now, when we're recording this, 40% of assisted living and nursing homes in the state of Connecticut have at least one positive case of coronavirus. Forty fucking percent, dude. That's bonkers. As somebody who's had family members in nursing homes, I know how scary it is for even them to be in there in the first place. And then you throw that stat of forty percent. Like people are scared, and I think that we're trying to alleviate those fears a little bit while saying, like, "Hey, take this seriously. Don't take this as a fucking joke. Like this is a real deal thing here." That's um how my aunt must have gotten it because she works at a nursing home so exactly that and you're in contact with so many different people it's just scary it really is she she was saying that she felt terrible just out of the kindness of her heart because she's like well because i didn't know that i had it and how many people and how many of the residents that i actually infect myself because i just had no idea yeah. Exactly. And so I guess um like earlier like days and days before like she had left or whatever like five people at the that nursing home had passed away from the oh, virus. Oh god. Oh so Jesus Christ. That like yeah, that's probably how she got it, you know? And and again, she's like she felt like kind of part of the problem or whatever, but that obviously it's not her fault. She doesn't know. So it's just like now she's in quarantine and she's just got to make sure that she's super healthy before she goes back, you know. Right. How Shout is she feeling? Her. Is she doing okay? Yeah. So um, I actually texted her this morning and she said 
that she's just trying to stay quiet and chill out a little bit. Um, but she uh, has uh, her boyfriend who's able to make her food and everything like that and is making sure that he keeps an eye on her. And I guess she had a fever, but then she was feeling better. She just couldn't said she couldn't stop uh, coughing and that she actually, like, was very winded. And then I had another girl in my um, that I went to middle school with. And I'm friends with her on Facebook. She said that the same thing. She got a tested positive. She went through a drive through clinic here in Connecticut. Um, my aunt is out in Michigan. But the girl in Connecticut said basically that um, she could not, like, even do dishes, like, the simplest of tasks because she would just get completely exhausted. And I even asked him, like, hey, Jesus. you want to, like – talk on the radio about it like just to kind of like give people a heads up on like what the testing is like and stuff um and she was like i would but i can't even like i would get winded and i'm like oh my gosh like well yeah then definitely rest yeah yeah don't do that don't don't die for don't die for me please (laughs) no yeah yeah so it's just it's wild it's wild to know somebody who has it and to know that it is it's like a real thing it's right here yeah, it's terrifying. It really is. And people just just stay home. Just everybody, if you can stay home, <laughs> yeah. please, for the love of God, just stay home. Because from the reports coming in, just it looks home. like the the <laughs> infection rate is is slowing, which is nice. In the United States, it's it's we keep seeing it slow uh, slowing over the past couple of days. Um, yeah, which, and, we, and we could we can really, I mean, we could probably do another hour on you know the impact of everything going on. But yeah, just. Be safe. Be cautious. Don't like cough on people. We can do. Uh, oh, we can go into that at a later time. But oh, th- there's multiple cases of people coughing on each other. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was man. like, oh, Christian's like, oh, I got some phlegm. Yeah. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, no, I'm good. But oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that at a later time because I feel like you know we've we've been talking forever. <laughs> yeah, guys, we don't even know what day it is. It's is insane. <laughs> This is how quarantine is treating us. It's crazy times, bro. It's crazy times. So everybody, please stay safe, stay home, stay healthy. Uh, thank you to my co-hosts uh, uh, at Christian Turnquist, at Pebs1077, and follow our Instagram at Maxwell's Magic Hour. Once again, thank you guys uh, for coming on the show. Thank you for continuing to do it uh, uh, virtually from your homes. I am uh, happy that you are safe and sound in your homes. And please, for the love of God, do not uh, get coughed on or cough on anybody else. I know that's that's asking a lot, but I feel like you guys can do it. You know, <laughs> I'll do my best. I hold like myself to the same standard. Uh, I, I definitely will. I'll try. I don't know. I have urges to cough on, on people and myself all the time, but I'm, I'm doing what I can, you know? Um, follow me at Maxwell uh, McFly. I almost forgot my own Instagram handle. That's okay. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, so once again, thank you guys. One, and uh, to all the listeners at home, make sure to subscribe uh, on all of our fun apps like uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow our Instagram and the whole thing. Download the podcast, subscribe to it, listen to it a thousand times over because you got nothing better to do except for go to work. Go to work and then listen to it a thousand times over. All right. Thank you. And Christian, will you do the honors? Oh, goodbye. Stay safe.